0: Will you pray with me this morning? Gracious God, we thank you for another opportunity that you have given unto us. Thank you that as we have heard your word already through procession, through ritual actions and rubrics, this wonderful choir, we've been strengthened. We now ask, that it be the voice of God and not the voice of a man or a woman, but the voice of the divine that speaks to our heart, that speaks to our situation, that encourages us out of the depth of confusion, out of the depth of some type of insanity. Bring us back to ourselves. Strengthen us this morning. We pray that if you do this, we will live exalted lives for you. and all of these things, we pray in the marvelous name of Jesus. And everyone said hallelujah. Amen. And amen. amen. Do me a favor. Just look at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor. Go ahead. It's, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Let's try that again. Look at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor. I've gone from ain't saint. <laughs> um, when I got the invitation, I immediately, for whatever reason, began to think on and reflect on the history, the etymology of the contraction, ain't. Immediately, that's kind of how my mind works. Um, I think I've been spending too much time with Dr. John Ragsdale. (laughs) Ain't, in terms of the contraction, um, has an etymology, an actual origin, an actual history. It is considered lowbrow today in regard to writing, and please do not go back, students who are here under the sound of my voice, and write ain't on your paper because I am not responsible for the grade that you receive. (laughs) In either case, ain't has a true etymology. And even though in contemporary uh, writing it is considered lowbrow, the reality is that the contraction ain't, two words put together in order to make meaning, that type of meaning ain't, I do not have, I am not, I will not be, ain't, um, was considered actual, uh, actually to be high society talk. It was celebrated by Victorian lords and ladies at one time. It was actually utilized and accepted terminology at one point. And then it began to shift when the writings of Charles Dickens uh, began to use the terminology ain't, um, and all of a sudden the lower class began to kind of galvanize around those writings of Charles Dickens and began to use that terminology. And those in the upper echelon who had used it once then looked now and said, if the lower class is using it and utilizing it, then we will no longer utilize it. And it, it became a taboo. It became something wrong to use because those who were not considered higher society began to use it. Now, let me tell you why I thought of ancient in this type of manner. Because I thought about what Jesus says to his disciples um, um, when he says, if they hated you, they will hate me, or they hated me first. I thought about how sometimes... When something is associated with the most lowly, when something is associated with the most vile, when something is associated with with that that does not have prestige, immediately there's a segment or a section of humanity that does not want anything to do with it. And this is important because every saint before God started off as an ain't before the world. I just got two people on that row. I'm looking for a good row. I know, I know, I know. You're in here and you're you're at Asbury, one of the most prestigious theological seminaries in the country, in the world. I know that you look good. I know that you have high aspirations. I know that you smell good. You got a great smile on your face. I know that you feel the love of God in this house. How could you not, right? But it hasn't always been this way, has it? It hasn't always. And this is not where God found us, was it? Uh, when God found some of us, we were ain'ts. Hello, somebody. We, 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 we were aint. We, ain't. we ain't have no money. <laughs> we ain't had no right sense. Come on here. We ain't got no friends. We ain't got no food. We, some of us are still in seminary, and we still... before God started out as a saint before the world, and yet there is a transition that we know of when we talk about the the great cloud of witnesses, of saints, of those who have gone before us, those heroic figures that stand in divine triumph, the church triumphant, which is there now looking at the church militant as we continue our journey through this life in, in flesh and blood. And yet, what is a saint? Well, if you hear Donnie McClurkin, he would say that a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got back up. Now, now if I was in my home church, that would be a shout moment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh look just look at your neighbor gently don't scare them and tell them hallelujah yeah, uh, that, that a saint is a person who is emulated the saint is a person who is looked upon as someone who has been able to achieve but but the sainthood should not be the shout moment or the victory moment the sainthood literally has to come through a process of pain and turmoil that every Everybody who aspires to some kind of sainthood, you've got to understand that you can't get there without going through the trial and the tribulation. And it's not only going through the trial and the tribulation, but keeping your holiness while you're doing it. Now that's, that's good. That's good. In, in, in the, in the African American uh, 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 Pentecostal tradition, we say stuff like holiness is still right. That, and that's what they do, they're still right. It's still right, it's still right. But, but, but can I go through the fire and keep my holiness? Can I go through the fire and keep that saint? Kind of concept? I, I love what Paul does here in First Corinthians. Um, 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 Chapter 1, he speaks to the church, which is at Corinth, in Corinth. And he says to them, those who have been sanctified in Christ. And then he gets to kind of the bulk of my, of my meditation this morning, my, my Sunday school lesson. He says, um, 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 those who are called to be saints. Now, now watch this now. In, in one verse, he says, you have already been sanctified in Christ. And then in another verse he says, you are called to be saints. Now, now now if you don't if you don't understand this, let me see if I could let me see if I could help you that in the Greek that word call there means those who have been invited to be saints. Yeah, yeah, how do I, how do I, how do I get through this trajectory called life, keep my holiness, keep the righteousness, how do I keep my mind right so that I can live this thing out and then live a life that um, can emulate to others that God has been good in my life? This is how I can do it. I know that in Christ I have been already made holy. I got any holy people? Any holy people? It's okay, lift your hand, you, you'll be all right. Any holy people? Holy people, right? Um, any holy people that get angry? It's okay, I'm not gonna tell you professor and Dr. Tennant, I don't even know if he's on, it's okay. A- any, any holy people get angry and um, do um, angry stuff? Any holy people in here ever wanted to slap somebody? <laughs> right? How is it that I can be holy and yet struggle? Watch. Says you have already been made holy, you've been sanctified in Christ. That is Christ's work. Right? What 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 we know what we know to be perfect, entire sanctification. But now there's a second component to that. He says, now that you have been made sanctified in Christ, I I want to let you know that you have been invited to be a saint, invited to be holy. In other words, that which you have already been made, now you have been, been invited to be. Oh, that's a good, that's a, that's a shout moment. That which you have already been made to be, you are invited. Watch this. You have been made holy, now you're invited to be holy. It's the same thing that Jesus says in Matthew. He says let your, now that your light, let your light shine before men. Watch this, so that they can see your works good works, and then glorify your Father, which means that, or or, or your Father who's in heaven, which means that as we uh, uh, consider All Saints Day and as we ourselves consider what it means to be a saint, we know that we have been invited. Now, that word invited to be a saint is interesting for me because it, it helps me to understand that when I fall short, I'm not here because of my own merit. I, 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 I feel something pushing me in the back, we used to say, right, right? So he says to them in, in, in verses 26 to 30, no, you're not wise. No, you're, you don't have money. No, you don't have it all together, verses 26 to 30. No, you don't got everything all set up, but God chose the foolish things to confound the wise. In other words, I have been invited to be. You and I are in this beautiful chapel today, not because we have the right connections, not because we have the right money, not because we did everything correct. We're in this beautiful chapel, lifting up our hands and our voices because we have been invited to be. And that helps me to understand that if he invited me to be, then he'll take care of everything for me. Yeah, yeah, if if I've been invited to be, then God will, watch this now, what does he say in Thessalonians? That God is faithful to do the thing that he said he was going to do. That he's not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. So that when you are on your study journey, and in your study journey, you mess up, know that you've been invited. While you're on your journey in your marriage, and in your marriage, you mess up, know that you've been invited. That you're not here because you made it up in your mind to be here, but that God has invited you to continue walking out this holiness, to continue walking out his blessing, to continue walking out this journey. You're already made holy. Now, be holy. I, I, I'm, I'm reminded as well in this All Saints Day of, of, of that mystery, that great mystery of initiation that we're in, invited in baptism, confirmation, Eucharist. We once again solidify um, um, that nurture, that, that, that nature, that priestly, kingly and prophetic um, understanding of who Christ is. And that becomes our nature as well through that sacrament of initiation. I'm, I'm invited that, I, I'm, I'm reminded That it is by invitation that we are invited to the waters, and there at the waters we are immersed, as Gregory of Nyssa tells us, with all of the enemies of Egypt, and there we're drowning that that all of the enemies and our foes and come up alive, renewed in him. That's an invitation, by the way. Uh, I ain't got nobody here, but I'm a preacher myself. of baptism, I'm reminded that we are then again uh, 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 invited to come to to this wonderful unction or confirmation as as we're laid hands on and invite the Holy Spirit through an epiclesis to come down on us and, 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 and remotely be upon us in real life and in real presence, giving the believer the time to get dressed in robes of glory and righteousness and sanctification and walk some things out that I could not walk out. So if you look at me and you see me different, it's because I've had some time from my immersion to my confirmation. Uh, Then I'm I'm, I'm reminded that last but not least, I am invited to the table that's already been prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. Uh, What I'm trying to tell you, people of God, is that you are invited to be a saint. So... My ain't shows up every now and then, as it showed up in the church of Corinth. You do know that the church of Corinth did not have, um, except for a few people, wealthy, elite people, the majority of them were have-nots. Hello. Hello. The, the, the majority of them were aints. The majority of them could not get to the place of supper in 1 Corinthians 11, um, so that they could eat together because they had to work long hours. And so we're talking about a group of people whose aints are always before them. And this is really the dynamic of our contemporary church and our student body life, students and professors and administrators that are here today. Um, um, we ought not to think that our journey to sainthood will come without recognizing our ain'ts. It is our ain'ts that help us to understand what saints look like, because in our ain'ts and being able to be real about our ain'ts, it got quiet. Because everybody wants to say that you're spirit-filled, sanctified. But what about your ain'ts? What about the things that we don't share with anybody? What about the things that you have been contemplating all week, all month, that you haven't told anybody about? What about the weaknesses that you feel? What about the concerns that you have? I don't have the money to pay my bill. I don't have the knowledge or the information or the wisdom to do this or that. There might be somebody in this room that's been thinking about quitting, and you've been mulling over, I have to quit. I have to stop. I'm not the brightest. I got a D, I got an F. I'm three weeks late on my paper. Professors, I haven't been able to keep up with my class. Administrators, I've got work that's yay high on my desk. My family issues, my wife, my husband, my children. I'm never enough. Here I am in a wonderful seminary setting, and yet my ain'ts are overcoming. I got good gospel news. You have already been sanctified. And everything that you need so that you can be has already been put in you. And you have already been made sanctified. Now, in the words of a popular song, walk it out. Just walk it out. Be the saint. Be holy. Be the light. So that they who see your good works, even in the midst of your battles, will glorify your Father. Let me end with this. Dr. Jessica today, this morning, I was sitting in the back and she said to me, or she said to us, he's been here before to preach. I came here a year and a half, two years ago to preach, but I was not invited to campus. Now, I, 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 this will preach. I was teaching a course as an adjunct but I wasn't invited to campus. Hear me. It was only when I applied for the job, got further enough in the process, Jay Mantle, that I was invited to come to campus. Now they told me really in no uncertain terms um, that it is a particular committee, hello somebody, who invites you to campus. Now, let me give you the the, the difference between the first time I came and then when I was invited to come. The first time that I came, I only had access to a restricted amount uh, of geographical locations (laughs) because I was not invited. But when I became invited to come to campus, I met with committees, The president, I could go here, I could go there. There is a difference between you just coming to a place and you being invited. What I'm saying is that if you keep on moving forward and if you keep on getting your eye on Christ without losing focus, if he's invited you to be who you need to be, he will open the doors that you need him to open. He will bring you to places where he needs you to be and you will not be able to see any light in your life, in those areas, because he'll open them for you. Let us pray. To every ain't under the sound of my voice, myself included, it is only in you that we're invited, called, as a metaphor of worship, call, and response to be saints. That what we lack, you make up for. Thank you for allowing us to know our ain'ts so that we can be able to give you glory. And in one tradition that we we practice, we say that to know that if it had not been for the Lord, that was on our side, we would have been swallowed up. Thank you for the realization, God, that we all start somewhere and are becoming. And that if the storm rages, the confusion comes, the doubt comes, at that moment we can say, no, we're going from ain't to saint. But we haven't invited ourselves. He has invited us. And if he invited us, he will open the doors. If he invited us, he will make the way. If he invited us to be saints, he will cause all storms to quench. Thank you this morning. As we remember those who've gone before us, we don't do it just in a titular kind of way, but we're reminded of their process as well. Thank you as we're going forward, being called from ain'ts to saints. Strengthen us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.